Cincinnati and Xavier this weekend. Bearcats have lost four straight in this series. It's been a long time. How much do you hate Xavier? Just, uh, I feel like that's a fair question to ask right out of the gate before we kind of break this down for a few minutes. Do you hate them more than any other sports team out there? You hate them more than the Pittsburgh Steelers. You hate them more than the St. Louis Cardinals. You hate them more than the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> the San Francisco 49ers. I would say, I don't know if hate's the right word. I would say this game means more to me than any of the other rivalry games. It's the, the crosstown shootout is number one for me. There's no question. I, I, I am not a fan of Xavier in any fashion. Although I, we do have the, the weird thing with this is the dynamic with you have, you know, I have good friends who are Xavier fans. Yeah. I can't blame them that at some point in their life, they went down the wrong path. You know, yeah, maybe fools. it was their parents. Maybe it was their family. Yes. You know, they, they, they had bad upbringing. I get it. It's a tough scenario. It doesn't come from a good family becomes a Xavier fan. There's so many different factors that could go into this. So I give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, but to not really answer your question, it's the number one game for me as far as what I care about. And if they lose, I actually get pissed off. Like, I, I don't want to do anything that day. Oh. And that doesn't necessarily happen when we're watching. You know, if the Bengals lose to the Steelers, I'm not going to, like, fucking be flipping tables over, you know? Hopefully I don't do that uh, on Saturday. But I don't know. What are your thoughts? Are you are you a, Do you just hate everything about Xavier? Uh, it makes me squirm. <laughs> Dude, it's just – it's the dynamic of it. Like, growing up – we mentioned it earlier. Two shout-outs on one show. I was at Hugs Inn. That's where I have my birthday party every year. And then when they switched it to Blue Moon Saloon, I had it there. And then when they destroyed the entire place, I was distraught. I was there watching, I think it was Xavier against, like, George Washington. And George Washington had uh, the dude that had the really long shorts. I forget his name. It was well before Pops Mensa Bonsu and that whole crew. But they were playing George Washington, and it was on Fox Sportsnet. And UC was on Fox 19 at that point, and local TV was king back in the 90s. So I was like, Dad, what is, like, who, who is this X team? And he's like, oh, that's Xavier, the other team in town. I was convinced they were a triple-A team. Like, I was just like, oh, they're not, even in this, they're not even in the same league as UC. You know, they play them every year, and they, they've won a few here and there. But, like, no, I was, like, five years old. And then they start beating the Cats when they're number one. And I start sobbing a little bit. And then they start winning games at Xavier where I thought Cincinnati had the better team. Like when Nick Williams threw it away, Armin Kirkland was standing right there, Nick. Mm. You got to just chest pass, chest pass. And then a couple years later, it was um, Lance Stevenson. I guess before that, it was Jihad Muhammad. Both those games went into overtime. UC lost them both. Then years after that, D. Davis hit a big three late to beat Cincinnati. Like, there was a period there where it felt like, yes, Xavier was winning all the games, but Cincinnati had the clearly superior program all time, which they still do. But even in that moment, it was like, all right, UC's in the Big East, Xavier's in the Atlantic 10, sure, Xavier, or Conference USA, Atlantic 10, whatever it was, sure, Xavier's winning these games, but they're tight late. They're, you know, hitting some shots down the stretch, and UC just has the yips in this game. In the last 10 years, like, we're diehard Cats fans. You can't even make an argument. Like, Xavier has just kicked UC's ass consistently. They've won the close games, too. That's where my hatred comes from. 
It comes from the fact that they were the clear little brother inferior team for so long. And at some point, about a decade ago, they just kind of, and really, even though it has nothing to do with the fact that they beat UC once a year to why their program has really thrived, it doesn't. But sometimes I feel like it does, you know, like those wins over those top ranked Bearcats teams just kind of jolted them a little, you know, gave them a little spark and they just overcame our Bearcats. And now they're, according to John Fanta, they're the premier program in Cincinnati. And it disgusts me. It it really disgusts me how UC could let that happen. Is that a good enough answer for why I hate the tide? The tide is turning, Chuck. Let's not get I, all depressed over here. You're, you're right. You're right. We've been – I actually think it's funny when there's some UC fans that are, are still trying to argue, like, no, no, like Xavier hasn't done – Xavier has kicked our asses really, like, for the last 20 years. If you look at just the overall, it's just been – they have – I don't know what the exact number is, but obviously they have won plenty more than we have won in the crosstown. And it's not only the crosstown. They've gone further in the tournament time and time again. Um, we, we need to flip that script. I, I think Wes is, is hopefully the guy. I mean, hell, love Mick Cronin, but my God, could we not win tournament games with him? It was, I don't know what it was. Um, obviously that Nevada, Nevada year was yeah. the, the one that really sticks out to me that we should have really gone far in. And I thought we had a final four caliber roster. Um, but hopefully the tides turned, but yeah, Xavier has dominated us. And that's why I think this game in particular is so important to get. From a just a program standpoint, from a West Miller standpoint, from these young guys on the roster to be like, hey, we don't lose to Xavier. That's not how this works. And kind of flip the script. Because, my God, I need it. The city needs it. I can't deal with Xavier being the king of the town anymore. So I was going through yesterday UC's history because I was like, maybe Xavier fans are right. Maybe they are the better program. No, like since he had their – they had one bad decade in their entire history, aside from, you know, the, this last five years, which has been brutal, and the first four years of Mick. Um, they really only had one bad decade. It was the Ed Badger and Tony Yates era. Ed Badger went 68 and 71, 18 and 40 in their conference. Tony Yates followed it up with a 3 and 25 season and um, had four losing seasons in his five years that he was at the helm. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the Bearcats group me right now if they gave Ed Badger five years to lose 52% of his games and then followed it up, giving Tony Yates five years as well of just losing like 100 games in five years? I mean, we would have lost our minds. I would have been after that three and twenty-five season. I would be like, get him out of there. I mean, we wanted Brandon gone halfway through his second season. I mean, how did anyone that's listening to the show comment on how you felt as a Bearcats fan back in nineteen eighty-three, eighty-four when they went zero and fourteen in their conference? I mean, good God, <laughs> that's a good little history lesson. I was not aware of that uh, of that decade of hell that you just mentioned. Um, I mean, the thing that sucks is Xavier, I mean, shit, with the Travis Steele era, they weren't any good, and we were still losing. I don't know what we what the record was against Travis Steele off the top of my head, but we still lost the majority of those games, and they weren't even making the damn tournament. Like, yeah. it, there's something. We got the yips against this team, but I think with a fresh roster and what I just saw, and like I said, no nungy um, type of player, no Kenny Freeze type of guy. I don't think they got the big guys that can – um, 
contend with us. And from a guard standpoint, I think we're very comparable. Um, you know, I, I think uh, what the hell is his name? Their guard just put up like thirty something today. Claude what the hell is his Desmond? No, Claude. Claude didn't. It was a uh, a. Uh, Davion McKnight, uh, Olivari, Olivari, yeah. yes, no, McKnight's solid, but he's not going to be putting up thirty. That, that's the one thing that scares me if he if he kind of goes off because um, he's capable of doing that. But uh, from a roster standpoint, one to ten, dude, it, we're just a much deeper team. Yeah. But it's the Cintas, man. What what do you think the spread's going to be? I think just based off that history lesson alone, you got to put either UC at minus one or a pick'em. I don't think you can make Xavier minus one. I really don't. They're four and five with losses to Oakland and Delaware since he's looked like very legit, granted against not great teams. But I feel like you'd be a fool as a bookmaker to put Cincinnati at plus one. But at the same time, you'd be a fool to bet on Cincinnati. I mean, dude, how many times have we turned on this game and it's like 16 to two right out of the gate? UC just goes, I, Xavier's hitting everything and it's, you know, it's 10 to nothing. I mean, I mean, how many times have we seen that story? It's like every time they go to CentOS Center. Like, they, they never have a hot start. And the times that, like, Brandon's first year when Chris Vogt was playing well, they'll mm. play well until it's like 19 to 18, and then they'll just collapse by halftime. But every single time at CentOS, at least like the last four or five, um, by halftime they've been getting killed. Right, right. That's what I was going to say. It's usually pretty obvious from the, the first couple minutes of the game where we're going to be at. Um, I think, I think Xavier is going to probably be favored by one or two points going once we tip off just from the home court standpoint. I know they literally just lost to Delaware at home by like seven. Um, but I still think that home court advantage will sway them. I hope it's the case because you know what the hell I'm obviously we're all doing is hammering the cats money line and we're going to get rich. That's what we're going to do. Sean Miller's team doesn't have it this year. Okay. Wes Miller's got the boys buzzing. We're, I mean, that offensive performance, I know it was Florida Gulf Coast, but my God, what a great tune-up game for this Bearcats team to to, to go off against Xavier. So I'm, I'm excited, man. Yep, you mentioned shooting. That's the only thing that somewhat scares me because uh, Cincinnati clearly has the size advantage down low. Lockins played like a, a true star this year, uh, has really flourished in the four position. Bandago is going to be consistent defensively. He's going to clog up that paint, and there's not going to be a lot of penetration in there, I don't think. Um, what, what scares me, though, is UC went 11-19 from three in their last game. The numbers say that they're one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country. The shooters that they have, it, it doesn't exactly correlate. And Xavier, sometimes I, they'll run that 1-3-1 zone. I don't know if they still do it. I haven't watched much this year. But that kind of terrifies me, just playing something different where UC's been so fluid against man-to-man defense and against the 2-3, and then you throw that 1-3-1 at them, and they just have no idea what they're doing, and it's back to passing around the perimeter. Like, would that stun you if, the, if that was out of the gate? Like, oh, my God, John Newman shooting five-foot step backs from, from behind the line to start this game. We're in trouble. It kind of would shock me just because I think we've had such good ball movement, even against the zones we've seen. We haven't seen a 1-3-1 necessarily from what I recall, so that could – throw a wrench in it. Um, but uh, yeah, I think our, our shooting numbers are a little bit skewed because we're shooting wide open threes. I mean, we're, guys are, there's got 10 feet open. CJ Frederick is clearly a dead eye, right? He, I mean, he's a, a stud shooter. 
I think the other guys are solid shooters, uh, especially Lukosius. I think he can definitely dial it up pretty well. He hasn't even been great yet. Um, but yeah, do I think Newman, Lockin, Jizzle, James, Dayday are, are dead eye guys? No. But Ken Palm says we're 14th, bro. We're like the second most efficient offense in the country or some shit. So I'm going to keep riding that wave until I see otherwise. And we haven't seen it yet. So let's do it Saturday. Riding the wave, everyone, and ride Chatterbox Bearcats to the moon this weekend. Even if you're a Xavier fan, because we love trolls in the chat room, we got a live post-game show on YouTube. We've had one after every game, except for the one that I mentioned that I uh, went to the rave the night before and, and didn't feel like doing the live show. It was an NFL Sunday. It's Florida Gulf Coast. I can tape a few here and there. But Xavier at Centos Center would be the first win since 0102 if the Cats can get it done, and it would be a hell of a chat room. We would expect hundreds in there, letting it fly, get talking it some smack about Xavier. Yeah, let's, let's, let's go, baby. Join the chatter, Chatterbox Bearcats. Chuck and Houdini will see you after the final buzzer sounds on Saturday, and hopefully the Bearcats get the W. Go Cats, everyone.